And what do you like about the tenderloin? I mean, although now it's kind of changing, a lot of it hasn't changed, which is really nice, with all the other things in the city changing. Like, there are little art spaces here too, which is really nice, a lot of little galleries. That was photographer Sloan Cantor. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from bartenders, business owners, musicians, and other San Franciscans, telling stories and responding to the question, what is it about this place? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 7. In this podcast, Sloan opens up about why she moved to the city, what it is that keeps her happy here, and her love of the San Francisco drag scene. Here's Sloan. I mean, it definitely feels different from eight years ago, and even I moved here, like, um... I mean, I've always felt like a weirdo, like I already said, and, like, the drag scene is weird here, and I love it, and so, so creative and so supportive of each other. I originally came here because it was such, like, an artist-based place, but, I mean... I think it's still kind of going strong, even though a lot of people have had to leave because of rent increase and all that. Like, I mean, I photograph the drag queen community a lot, and that's still like very, very prominent. I guess is <laughs> the word I'm looking for. What keeps you here? Mostly that, honestly. Your art? The, and the drag queens. Like, I just love supporting them and photographing them, checking out the shows. One of my first friends that I made when I moved here, <coughs> one day he just randomly was like, oh, you should watch this show, RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. And I'd watched it and I really liked it. And I told him what one of my favorite queens was on there, and he's like, he took me to a real drag show here that <clears throat> was like similar style, he said, to the queen that I had mentioned. And it's like, pretty much fell in love right away. Like, I've always loved performance. And was that your first drag show? I think so, like, yeah. ever. Okay. And it was at the stud, okay. and it was a very, like, strange avant-garde night i don't even remember what party it was but there's some weird weird numbers that night and i just loved it i just felt at home because like i'm a weirdo too and (laughs) i was like cool there's a bunch of other people like me here (laughs) and i think that's what really like drew me towards that community and the scene and I started doing studio portraits of drag queens shortly after that. And then um, it took a little while before I started doing like um, live performance photography of them, which I kind of like more now. And before I, I was really into the studio because of the control and you, you can control the light and the setting. and um, But now I kind of like it more up in the air and 
just going with whatever they're doing. Capturing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> um, that goes back to what I was saying originally about, like, what is it about this place? I think if I can put words in your mouth, <laughs> it's that, no, it's that, like, right, you, you felt like you're uh, expressive or, like, outcast or something, and, and you found that community here, and that's... Totally. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I came here for school, and then I just kind of fell in love with the city, like, it's pretty apprehensive to leave home, honestly, and then... Like, I hate to be, like, a broken record, but definitely is the drag scene that really, like, caught my attention and has kept me here. Mm-hmm. But not as a participant, clearly, just as an ob- yeah. well, documenter. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like, in a way, it's sort of participating, like, mm-hmm. documenting. I feel a lot of love and appreciation when I make photos of them. My all-time favorite venue is The Stud in Soma. Um, I love Oasis, which is also in Soma. Um, Aunt Charlie's, classic place. What do you like about each of these places? Um, Well, especially The Stud and Aunt Charlie's. They've just been around for so long. There's rich history. And they just put on the great, the best drag shows, in my opinion. They're just so creative and... (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Um, I also work with the drag queen Peaches Christ, who puts on um, par- parodies of cult classic films in drag, <laughs> and they're really goofy and fun. And they're only like one night or one day productions, but they put so much work into them. It's amazing. That sounds fun. I want to go. What um, <laughs> what kind of movies? What examples? Okay. Um, let's see. This year we did... Or was it this year? Hocus Pocus, um, Legally Blonde. Um, a few years ago they did Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> um, the next one coming up is Troop Beverly Hills. I think they're calling it Troop Beverly Heels. There's always has to be a pun involved. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's really fun. Another reason we love the drag community puns. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of puns. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, one of my favorite parties at the Stud, which also includes drag performances, is called Desperate Living. It's um, named after the John Waters film, and it's drag performances, and they always have a a punk band playing too, which I think is a really cool like mix of different creatives and yeah, I could talk about a couple of my other favorite parties there, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I love this one called Stereo Argento. It's um, it's a drag show like that's an homage to uh, horror films. So each month it's like they pick a director or a theme and it's really fun too. I mean, I personally love horror movies as well, so it's like two of my big interests together. (laughs) There was another one, um, let's see. Oh, it's called Vivi's Grand Opening. Um, It's just a really 
cool drag show. I shot it a couple weeks ago, and it was just a very like beautiful, emotional performance. Like, ugh, it's hard to even describe. It's <laughs> mm. like people were crying. It was. Was it spoken word kind of? Um, no, it was. Uh, it was still a lot of like lip syncing to songs, just like. But performance as well. I mean, I was pretty bummed when Deco Lounge was gone, but I'm happy to hear that they're continuing on the drag show tradition there. Yeah. Um, and I guess before it was drag, it was a hip hop bar. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know different iterations of mm-hmm. nice whatever's happening. Um, I mean, Oasis is, like, a newer one, which I think is really rad, and it's, like, drag and cabaret is, like, are their main things, like, and it was opened by two major drag queens in the city, Hecklina and Darcy Drollinger. Mm-hmm. hope I said that right. <laughs> but, yeah, I just think that's so cool. Were you sad, um, wait, have we lost a drag venue lately? Mm-hmm. I know of. God, I guess we haven't. We can be we can be happy about that because we're like we're losing everything else, right? Like losing live music venues and losing bars and restaurants and. Um. Yeah. So a few of my favorite local drag queens. Um. Let's see, a couple of them I actually were in the last show that I photographed. Um. One of them's named Jillian Narling. She's like a female drag queen. Um. She just, <laughs> she's really creative with her work. Like, she'll do really like what most people might find ugly or gross. She'll put like, <clears throat> sorry, she'll put like massive um, sores on her face or like oh. <laughs> make a unibrow. <laughs> and like, it's, I just love it. It's like, kind of anti what maybe drag queens sent out set out to do when they first started i don't know like well it's almost like a, like every subculture starts off in opposition to the the mainstream but then it be it itself right it establishes norms and so it sounds like she's <laughs> bucking the norm of an art of, of a subculture that kind of took on its own totally like yeah, like, most people might think of a drag queen as, like, glamorous and perfect and <laughs> lots of rhinestones or something. I don't know. It's just some, like, stereotypes. And yeah. Uh, it's just, like, she does the opposite, and I think that's really cool. Okay, who else? Um, another queen that performed in that show as well um, goes by Hollow Eve, and they're performances are just they're always very emotional very so hard to describe sometimes but um very deep let's <laughs> say there's one called david glamamore and he's just he's been here for a long time and he has a show every monday i believe just a very tight-knit community and they they're there for each other and all support each other and 
think that helps it stay afloat. Like, and just the creative energy of like, they don't, any of us don't want to stop creating. That was photographer Sloan Cantor. Check back next week when we'll hear stories and thoughts from SF native Ariel Vitali. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so please like, share, and comment on our content there. All the episodes from seasons one and two are up on our website, storiedsf.com. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. We love feedback, so please send comments and suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.